0: Hey guys, hope everybody's doing good, and I guess apologies for delays in podcasting. Um, I realise it's been, well actually I didn't realise it had been so long, Um, mainly because I've been, I guess we can call it, messing around with um, YouTube and trying to um, add a little bit more. Content, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and YouTube seems a really good way to do that. It's actually, believe it or not, um, oof, this car's really struggling. I'm just trying to drive the massage, but um, the truck I drive in is she's having a she's having a tough old time of it. Um, yeah. So, believe it or not, what's really cool about the YouTube things is, um, you know, I I think it's great for you know, runners watching and anybody that, you know, I can talk all day and explain things, but sometimes visually seeing things, you might pick up on little things that, you know, perhaps I never would have explained or never would have thought was important to explain or, you know, I, I don't know at this point. If, if I start documenting some daily habits, you, you might just see things that I don't even mention and there might be a benefit to that. That's part A part b is that my mother father uh, granny you know uncle sister blah 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 it's it's really cool that um they get to tune in and and look and see and watch and um probably some episodes more than others but you know there's <laughs> there's probably certain things that my parents and family don't really want to watch um i don't think they like me swearing i i, I don't think they ever would like to hear me talk about anything stressful or anything like that. But um, look, I talk very real life and um, anybody that gets upset or offended or sad or, you know, life life kind of fucking sucks sometimes. And so I don't mind talking about, you know, previous experiences that might have sucked and and then how you, you know, dealt with it, pushed on sometimes you don't deal with it that well. And for a period of time, you don't push on, but maybe eventually you do. Um, so yeah, even for my parents to watch or, or, you know, my granny has watched every episode, you know, which totally included me talking about previous bad experiences with alcohol, cigarettes, vaping, recreational drugs. Like, you know, we we kind of live in this society where we're trying to protect our reputation. You could say, protect this idea that we're some form of perfect or, you know, and, and none of us are, you know, we're we're trying to hopefully be the best versions of ourselves based on the narrative of, of the person that we want to be. Not, not what your mom and dad want you to be, not what your girlfriend or partner or kids are what you want to be, what you really aspire to be. And the book, which is called, it's Eckhart Tolle, and I I believe it's called A New Earth, basically just talks about if you're, you're, I, I think in a nutshell, I cannot summarize a book and pretend I'm right. But what I took from it was that the longer you try to be something you're not meant to be, you know, the more pretty much corrupt your life is. And Basically it's a lot easier to be the person that you want to be in that narrative. It it kind of explains it as let's say like you're you're on a date nap and you're flicking around and, and this is how I look at it. I, you know, don't read into this too much, but you're on a date nap, you're flicking across and you know, you come across a profile and it's either a male or a female and you know, they've got a skateboard, they've got tattoos, they've got earrings and you know, maybe you're the complete opposite, but, you know, you really think, well, oh, I, I like this person. And, and so you sort of pretend that you're into skateboarding and you pretend that you're into certain types of music. And maybe you are a little bit. But, you know, the the book is essentially saying the longer the longer you pretend to be something you're not, it it eventually catches up with you. um, And that narrative will essentially um you, you can only fake for so long I'm sorry my truck's really struggling and the poor driver behind me is gonna think I'm crazy but that's that's essentially the situation you can only um you can only pretend to be something you're not for so long and it's kind of like it's kind of like that was a terrible way to explain it idiot nap, but I guess people will get that and they'll they'll have experienced something like that in their life where they've either tried to be friends with somebody that you know has completely different interests and basically eventually it catches up with you because maybe you're participating in activities that aren't for you. Perhaps you're saying yes to things that aren't for you, and the world just seems to have a way of Correct in itself. Another amazing example, and you guys are gonna think I'm fucking off my tits, like. But another amazing example is the Adjustment Bureau, I think it's called, and how like they talk about like everybody has this plan and this direction, and uh, Matt Damon and this girl really like each other, and, and they're convinced that that was not part of their plan. So, I mean, that's another kind of example of I. I, I believe I, I'm not like a huge religious or preacher or anything like that but I but I certainly believe we all have like our own path and and our own and I guess like sometimes it's it's easy or difficult to you know look at look at somebody like myself and this is not me being cocky or arrogant or this is just me you know I'm a professional runner I'm I'm paid to run. I'm qualified for the Olympics. In terms of athletics and running and marathon running, I'm probably looked as pretty successful. And it it would be easy to look at what I'm doing and think, like, I think as, as humans, we have this way of, like, I'm not a god, right? That's not what I'm saying here. But sometimes we look up to gods and think the rules don't apply. And we think like really good athletes get there because they're super talented or you know and and you might think about yourself and you might look at yourself and your own abilities and sort of think that's not on the cards for me that level of ability is not on the cards for me Steven got there or Kipchoge got there or Mo Farah or Micklethwaite or you know you can look up the athletes and you can sort of think you can admire what they're doing but maybe no party really believes that you know you can get there but You have to remember that, you know, I've been in that position looking up to other athletes, other very successful athletes. And I, too, probably once upon a time never imagined that I could ever achieve what, you know, some of these guys were achieving. Had I looked up to myself 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I would have certainly thought, fuck me. I, I don't think I can do that. In fact, I look back at the training I did in Font-Rameau last year and, and I'm like, holy shit, like that was crazy, wow. I'm, what I'm saying is all you have to do is figure out if there's something, if there's a life that you wish you were living, if there's a path that you wish you were on but you're not quite on it at the minute, start to eliminate the things that are holding you back. and And for me, to be really successful at athletics, there was lots of things that were holding me back. And it was the, it was the partying, it was the poor discipline, it was the lack of self-control, um, it was no patience, it was not being settled. And, you know, I've kind of like, over the last five years, certainly, I've kind of played this, not game, but I've sort of like eliminated all of those. And like, imagine it as like 10-pin bowling and poor self-discipline and no patience and you know drinking too much and partying too much and too many late nights and maybe you know not putting myself in situations where i can be successful and and that that includes like surrounding yourself with you know other runners or other professionals etc anyway think of it as 10 pin bowling and and each pin represents a limiting factor in your life and and, you know, there's a really good saying that I think like I think it's David Goggins says it. And, I, you know, I'm a big fan of David Goggins. And I mean, I think I can apply some of what he says to professional running, not all of it, but certainly some of it. And, you know, he sort of says, like, had I had I not um, made changes, I'd be this. And he says, like, I'd be this fat guy, 230 pounds, spraying cockroaches, and, and that would have been it. That would have been it for me. And little did I know inside this fat guy that was spraying these cockroaches was, you know, a, a person that was trained in every pretty much special ops training there can possibly be, went through hell week, Went you know, broke records in ultra marathons. And, and what I'm saying is if you're listening to this right now, there is probably a fucking legend inside you and you're... And you're, maybe it's through fear, maybe it's through being comfortable, maybe it's through peer pressure from others, maybe it's through bad influences on you. There's something probably limiting you fucking grasping that potential. And, you know, it's like I don't even sometimes like I, I think about my life and I'm so, so lucky to have the life that I have. And, and it's it's it really is truly wonderful. It comes with expectation. There's no doubt about it. You know expectation from myself, expectation from others, but you know there is days where I sort of think I could be fucking living in the you know i'm I'm a fully um qualified web developer you know i I could be living in the Caribbean islands on a beach every day and then work four or five hours a day building some websites. <laughs> um and then you know spend the rest of the day on the beach i could be i i heard um the guys in the house the other day were talking about surfing in um north carolina and apparently it's big surf season at the minute in north carolina and i kind of joked like what the fuck are we doing here in flagstaff arizona about to go do like a long run and oh it was fucking so hard it was it was like the hardest 90 minutes i've done in such a long time and but i guess like this is where I'm going to say there's a responsibility. There's a responsibility to fulfill your potential. And obviously my potential isn't like, it's not like an ordinary one. You know, I'm, I'm again, I'm sorry if this comes across as arrogant or anything like that, but I've, I've clearly got something pretty fucking special, both in terms of ability to run, ability to work hard, and probably ability to do we call it inspire and, and influence and, and, you know, whatever that may be. The part of me that one day thought a podcast would be quite useful and, and then the part of me that, you know, decided, hey, maybe I, I could chat on YouTube. And, um, I, and I get a lot of really nice messages about people that I've inspired and helped through tough times. and But basically there's a responsibility there. And, and I think you listen and have a responsibility to yourself if you know you're fucking around and you know you could be dedicating a little bit more to something that you're doing or um, maybe you know there's a couple of limiting factors that you have to cut out. You know, I was 180 pounds maybe. Is that about 84 kilos? I, I was I was pretty fucking fat. I was pretty fucking big. I, I was not running. I was drinking heavily. Um, I was doing a lot of things that do not – encourage being a fucking good athlete. Let me tell you, like but I turned that around in 3 to 5 years and you know, I'm not a fucking god. I I'm not my my head it was so fucked up, it was unbelievable. And but I just worked on it. I told you I worked on these limiting factors. I I worked on these things that hold us back. I I the first thing I did was, you know, write down what are the things that hold me back. And, and when you when you start to think about where you want to get to, and you start to think about the person you want to be, you know, the journey you want to go on, how you'd like your life to look in three to five years from now, how you'd like your partner, kids, how you'd like them to look at you, you know, do you, do you want to be seen as the guy that before breakfast at 9.30 on a Sunday has already knocked out 15 miles and a little bit of gym, you know, is that... Is that, is that the kind of person you'd like your kids to look at and think, fuck, my daddy, that's what my daddy does? Or, you know, would you like your partner to be so proud of you that, you know, you're – yes, you have a bit of fun on a Saturday night and you have some beers and you have a laugh and, you, you know, you, you dance with your partner. But on a Sunday morning, you get up and you do a hike or you go mountain biking or you go cycling or, you know, versus, you know – wakes up in a Sunday morning hungover and, and, you know, doesn't get out of bed and feels sorry for themselves and, and your partner kind of looks at you and thinks like, like you don't, you don't deal with the consequences too well. If you want to drink and have fun and go out late at night, of course you're going to feel shitty the next day, but, you know, there's there's nothing a wee shower at half seven in the morning and splashing cold water over your face and getting out the door. That's being uncomfortable, but you can direct the narrative. You can be whatever the fuck you want to be, and it just so happens that four or five years ago, I decided that it was time for me to really give running a go, to stop fucking about, to stop partying, to stop drugs, to stop drinking, to stop smoking, to stop being per-disciplined during training, to, you know, change my, change the living situation so that I was in a place that was surrounded by other professionals, put my web design stuff to good use so I could be on the road and work and and you know it it wasn't it wasn't a smooth journey. I got fucking beat load of times, you know. Look at Dublin Marathon 3 years ago. I got my fucking ass handed to me. Look at Dublin Half Marathon, you know, 3 4 years ago and, and absolutely brilliant run. That day from Kevin, but he he fucking tore me apart. You know, this has not been a smooth transition the uh, like and then I never fucking win races. I'm yet to win a race in about in a year and a half two years maybe it sucks um it's not smooth but and I still on a Sunday run it's not easy that Sunday run fucking nearly killed me a couple of days ago too or yesterday it's not easy it's on it's, it's it's uncomfortable things every day and I love this is like the Goggins example of you should wake up every day and have a cold shower if only there's two things if, there's two things in life that I would probably encourage and I do one of them. I don't do the cold shower, but I know a lot of people that do. But it, even though I don't do a cold shower, there's a saying that says every day you should do something that scares you, right? And about 10 days ago, two weeks ago, my the, the person I live with, Matthew Hughes, was still here. He's now gone back to Canada. But he was still here. And um, on the note of you should do something that scares you, you know, I, I knew my throat wasn't amazing, I wanted to go on the treadmill. I knew on the treadmill, I wouldn't have to push myself. and But I also knew I was kind of just being a little bit lazy. And on that note of doing something that scares you, I was like, you know what, I'll just I'll just go run with the guys. It's a Wednesday morning. Um, they'll probably do 10 miles. I'd had the vaccine the day before. And there might not necessarily have been a lot of intelligence behind the decision. But sometimes you have to throw intelligence and all that out the window. And just like it says, do something that scares you. And, and what sort of scared me was going and doing this run and feeling tired and feeling uncomfortable. And um, But that's the first thing you should do. Every day you should do something that scares you. The next thing I believe in is making, you know, the, it's the Navy commander that says, you know, if you make your bed in the morning, you've started the day with some good habits. And then he says, and then as the rest of the day goes on, even if you have a really shitty day, you go home Do a made bed and then not only that, it's a bed that you made for yourself. And I fucking love that message. That one's absolutely brilliant. So that's another common practice that I would start. If you can't spend, you know, fifteen to twenty seconds making your bed in the morning, like what sort of a way is that to start the day? It's it's lazy, it's it's per patience, it's per discipline, you're in a rush, everything's in a rush, maybe you got up out of bed too late, but that's on you. That's not on. That's not the bed's fault. That's not the alarm clock's fault. That's on you. Um, the next thing that I that is the cold shower. Now the cold shower is just starting the day, making yourself a little bit uncomfortable. And and I think we just live in this like protected society, and you know we all want to wrap each other in bubble wrap and. You know, like sometimes you just have to fucking make yourself uncomfortable. I cut my hair the other day. I, I was literally going to shave it all off. Um, you know, I, I've been going bald for probably the last six, seven years or something. And and you know, I get a little bit insecure about it, and I don't love it. And um, my hair grows pretty well, but it grows. The sides grow out the top grows up, and then on my crown, it doesn't fucking grow at all, um, and so you get a little bit insecure, and anytime I wear a hat, and I take a hat off, I'm worried, you know, or some of my bald spots going to come out, and blah, 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 so I was going to have to shave my head, and I shaved, like, the, the trimmer literally ran out of battery, first of all, and then I had this, like, messy, bullshit-looking thing on top, and it was quite funny, um... And it's easy to walk down into the living room when you're when you're with your friends and 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 people are close to you and they're all there. And um, I a girl I live with, um, she had dyed her hair the other day and she wanted to just brighten it up a bit. And um, she sort of thought she had made a mess of it. I thought it looked fucking awesome. Uh, and she was she was worried to go to training in because she was worried what people would think and blah blah blah. And it got me thinking. So I then go upstairs. The charger, the trimmer's now charged, and I finish my hair off with like what looks like a bit of a mohawk it's a bit like it's a bit more than like the original ronaldo haircut but basically like all joking aside it's the only fucking bit of hair on my head aside from the sides that grows pretty well and so it's not a fucking choice where I, i wish i could have a full mohawk all the way from the front of my head all the way to the bottom of the back of the neck but it doesn't grow in my crown, so I can't, so I'm basically working with what I have, right, now, the part that's uncomfortable is showing up to the Sunday long run, knowing that there's going to be about 40 athletes, and, and they could judge you, they could, they could be like, oh my god, look at Scully, that looks really fucking silly, and, and, and it's, it's very hypocritical for me to tell my housemate, look, don't fucking worry about how your hair looks. If people, if people don't like it, fuck them. You know who cares? And and we, we live in this little bubble wrap world where we're always trying to like, you know, pamper each other and like nobody wants anybody's feelings hurt. And you know, like you might train with someone and they might annoy you and push the piece and you're too afraid to say something. Oh, you know it I don't know that that word works too well it becomes a bit fake, and it becomes a bit, like, babyish, and it becomes a bit, I kind of have this ambition, and obviously this isn't going to happen, but I have this ambition that one day, and you'll you'll understand what I'm saying here, because I'm very open, there's a very rawness, there's a very bluntness, but I have this idea that one day, we'll all just strip naked, and, and that'll be it, you know, we'll just walk out the front door, and it'll be the, day that we decide to just cut the shit you know here's me you know I haven't put any makeup on I'm completely fucking naked everything that I might not like about myself insecurities blah 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 it's out in the open and you'll walk a lap your neighborhood and there'll be other naked people and you'll look across and, and you'll not judge them and they'll not judge you and you'll realize fuck that was really easy and then you can go back inside and you can go Oof. and it'll be like a fucking weight is just lifted. That you're just you're not afraid to hide things anymore, you're not afraid to say the wrong thing and not be perfect and and I think life would just be a lot easier. And a lot I think people would be a lot happier if we just lived that way. Where where you don't need to be perfect, where you don't need to have makeup on, where you don't need an expensive dress to, you know, go to a party where Um. Yeah, where you where you can just be yourself, and 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 if you're if you're yourself, and and somebody around you doesn't like that, who fucking cares? They don't need to care. You don't need to care. Just surround yourself with people that kind of get you, and you get them, and and you know everything like everything's normal and everything's fine, and that's the fucking world that I'd love to live in. Because I, I I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I filter things on Instagram, and I do all this stuff, and you're trying to impress people, and you're trying to make your yourself look toned, and we all do it, you know, who the fuck am I kidding, um but yeah, that would be like the perfect world to me, but this this podcast is really fucking taking off today from the Adjustment Bureau to directing your own narrative, but if you take anything, understand that if you're in a whatever position you're in right now, you might be really, really successful. And if you are, that's awesome. But are you, are you happy? That's a really good one. You know, like, are are you, are you happy? You know, could you, could you change a few things to happy? Happiness is a really tough one. I, I get that. But, you know, when was the last time you like really laughed and, you know, I track heart rate variability a lot. And it's a really interesting one because you can do everything you possibly can to, Tried it. now I train really fucking hard as well. So heart rate variability is a tough one to track. But I can tell you now, I had a shit night's sleep on Friday night. We got back from training late. I went out and had dinner with, um, you know, the people I live with, and 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 we had a real laugh. It was funny. We were laughing at each other. We were we were making fun. We were making jokes. You know, I had done a pretty hard session that day. We had drove a lot. You know, I didn't eat the greatest. I was drinking coke at dinner. All signs would point did my heart rate variability the next day being low, and it was the highest score I had that week, and I and that's laughter, that's happiness, that's a bit of socializing, and I know it's tough at the minute, and it's tough with lockdowns, it's it's tough with pandemics, it's 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 tough. Just fucking search on YouTube funny videos and just fucking sit and have a wee laugh to yourself, or find a movie that I watched. Uh, I think it's called War Against Grandpa. And it's fucking excellent. I laugh my head off on the plane and laughing something that we've really let go a bit recently because of like lockdowns and stuff like that. But try to find a bit of funniness, you know. And so if you're, if you're in a really great position, you're really successful, there's always things you could still add. If you're in a slump and things aren't going the way you want to, um, you know, for me, what would it be five? Four years ago now, four and a half years ago now for 2021, very beginning of 2017. It's it's amazing that it's only four and a half years ago. You know, I woke up in my friend Andrew's house. There was two empty pizza boxes on the floor, Pizza Express. There was a couple of chicken wing bones on the floor. There was probably a can of fant orange, can of Sprite that had been drunk. And there was my T-shirt ripped open um or my my sweatshirt sorry that i ripped on the barbed wire fence Um i woke up i went downstairs got a black bin bag i'm a wild man for trying to hide the evidence i want to get rid of anything that reminds me what happened the night before and, and so i scramble everything up and i put it in the bin and i spend the rest of the day pretty much between drinking a liter and a half to two liters of water and then knowing an hour later, I would throw all of that up into the toilet. But knowing that I had to flush everything out of my body as well as I could. Um, like I said, I, I was probably 83, 84 kilograms. I hated my body. I hated myself. Um, my parents would probably ring me New Year's Day, wishing me Happy New Year's. I wouldn't answer the phone because I was probably ashamed of myself. I wouldn't go up to their house because I would not want them to see me in the state that I was in. Um And I guess here we are, you know, four years later, and the worst thing that kind of happens in my life now is a training session doesn't go that well, or I'm a bit rude to somebody and it upsets me, and and then I have to go about apologizing or making it right. You know, the the contrast is huge, but I just flipped that narrative. I just decided that I didn't want to be that person. I didn't, that's, that's not the person I seen myself as. That's not the person I wanted my little brother and sister to look up to. Let me tell you the person that my sister... My little sister thinks... and Even my parents, they, they think I'm like a celebrity. And I'm not a fucking celebrity, let me tell you. But I took my little sister to um, the cinema. I think we went to see Maleficent 2. I can't remember. We leave the cinema. My little sister looks at me and says, "Steven, do you know you're famous? And I said, Katie, I'm not famous. Right. And we we're walking to the car. And I kid you not this. This never happens. Right. And as we're walking to the car, someone shouts over. Oh, Scully, you know, well done in Dublin, Marathon, And, you know, uh, great to see you. You're, you're really inspiring us. You know, see you later. And my little sister turns to me and says, see, I told you now that never happens, let me tell you, I'm not a fucking celebrity, I'm not noticed in public, very, very rarely, very rarely, um, but, like, how fucking cool is that for my little sister, you know, how, how fucking cool is that, and she thinks I'm, like, this beast, you know, and this invincible man that um, people look up to, and, and obviously, I, I am some days, but I'm not every day, um, and I certainly wasn't four and a half years ago, I, I was, probably down in the dumps and one of the worst versions of myself. But look, you can flip the narrative. Um, I decided that I wanted to be a better role model for my little brother and sister. I decided I wanted to be a son that my parents were really proud of. And and that isn't just running. I try to make my parents proud in all the areas that a parent should be proud, you know, having good manners, you know, looking out for your little brother and sister, you know, just being a good son. You don't have to be a You don't have to be a champion or an Olympian to be a good son. Not at all. But I wasn't being a good son in any area of my life four and a half years ago. But look, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Sorry for the the gaps in podcasts. But look, there's 30 minutes for you. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. So take care. Bye bye now.